This is the On Demand Law Office podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you create margin in your law practice. Our goal is to help you practice law with intentionality, passion, greater focus, and success so that you can lead with incredible influence in your office and throughout your community. This is a podcast where we discuss how to manage your systems, your people, and your office from the trenches. We are practicing attorneys facing the same frustrations as you, and we want to help you discover solutions to your problems. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 20 of the On Demand Law Office podcast with your hosts, Mike Lovell and Brandon Osterbind. Today, we want to talk about completing an aerial view of your caseload. We want you to take a snapshot of exactly where you are and where you stand in relation to your cases and uh, what you need to do to move forward. Um, We're going to cover kind of first why create an aerial view, and then after that, we'll talk about how we recommend that you do it and give you some tips and techniques on uh, whether you use my case or whether you just want to start creating a list. So we're going to give you the first, the why, and second, how. So uh, Brandon, what is the, uh, why, why, first, why are we creating an aerial view or what does it look like to you? Well, for me, you know, I've got a, a busy personal injury practice. So I've got about 73 ongoing cases right now. And it is incredibly difficult to maintain a working knowledge of where you are on each case. It's easy when you uh, are working in one case to know, okay, this is what has been done. This is what needs to be done next. Uh, but when you're in the day-to-day hustle and bustle of of work, it's hard to have a working knowledge of every single last case uh, and then f- to figure out what, what happens next. And I think the first reason for why you want to create an aerial view of your caseload is that it gives you a full picture of how busy you really are or aren't. Some people, you the you know, common refrain when you say, hey, how are you doing? And a lot of people will respond uh, almost um, uh, instantaneously, busy. You know, everyone's everyone says that they're busy and everyone appears busy, but how busy really are you or aren't you? Doing an aerial view, I think, will give you a full picture of that. Well, and I think that any attorney can say that they're busy because, but that doesn't often always mean you're being productive or accomplishing things or making money or making money. More specifically, you're right. I mean, we always we can come in into the office and push things forward and not accomplish anything. And, you know, in a a personal injury uh, practice, you're not making money um, by the hours you're putting in. So pushing forward, it doesn't necessarily mean you're making money today. Absolutely. So, you know, providing an aerial view will go, oh, you know, this this case is ripe for settlement. Uh, But if it's ripe for settlement, we need to get, you know, medical records. We need to, you know, schedule depositions. So uh, knowing where you're at in your cases is well, essential. Right. And it's exchanging activity for accomplishment. I, I think those words that you used um, are, are something that we all struggle with. We all are good at activity, uh, but are we good at accomplishment? And I think that those are two very different things. And if you don't know where you are as a whole, it's going to be very difficult to know what accomplishment looks like and what you need to do um, next. And I think that's it leads in perfectly into the second reason why you need to have an aerial view of your caseload is because it forces you to prioritize what needs to be done next. When you have a snapshot sitting right in front of you of all of your cases, it is incredibly easy 
to sit down and say, okay, in this case, this needs to happen next. In that case, that needs to happen next. Because every case is different. Every case is at a different stage. If you get a case in January, it's going to be at a different stage in the process than the case that you got in June. Uh, so you need to have a, a good working document or um, spreadsheet or something that shows where every single case is in that process. Yeah, and I think that this says, you know, you were you're talking about this this is almost prioritize and um I think it leads into our next point about uh, income potential. But, you know, I, as I'm doing this, I'm thinking at my practice is a little more uh general and at, when I was looking at, in in preparation for this of what I needed to prioritize, you start looking at, wow, I I have several cases in in family law, which I don't do a lot of, but recently I have, and it really shows you Oh, you know, I, am I pursuing those areas of law I want to see success in, or am I still just being a slave to what comes through the door? And that's kind of what showed me, you know, and sometimes when people come in with money, you are a slave to that, but that's, and that might be what you need to do, but it really right. can show you of, oh, these are the type of cases I'm taking. Let's start, you know, reprioritizing your marketing or your plan or what you're putting on your website right. to more go after the cases that you want. Right. And if you are a family law practitioner doing an aerial view or any type of practitioner, I think doing an aerial view, and this leads to our third point of why you need uh, to do an aerial view of your caseload, it helps you realize your greatest income potential. You'll, if you look at the aerial view and you realize what needs to be done, well, this month, if you do that every single month, then this month, you know that this particular case, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And if you are a family law practitioner and you're billing by the hour, then you know I can earn X amount of dollars in this case this month because this month X, Y, and Z needs to be done. And I can typically, it usually takes, you know, five hours or 10 hours or, or whatever it might be. And if you have the money and trust, you can make that money this month. That That's right. You know, and, you know, really prioritizing where your money comes from will greatly increase your bottom line. And that's what you're in this for. You know, you're in the business of making money. You provide a service, but ultimately you're in the business of making money. And um, getting that aerial view will help you prioritize where the money's coming from. Well, and, and, and it goes to, it forces you to be pre proactive in the sense that you're going after, you're pursuing cases that are going to um, lead to the, the most productivity for you. And it's one of the things that uh, Stephen Covey mentions in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So you have to be proactive, not reactive. If you're simply reacting to everything that happens, the phone calls that happen, the emails that happen, uh, the, th the pieces of mail that come across your desk every single day, you're simply reacting to everything that happens in your office and you're never proactive and you're never going to be one of those highly effective people that Stephen Covey talks about. Right. And that goes to that uh, business income rule that 20% of your clients bring in 80% of your revenue. Right. It's that other, you know, 80% of your clients that only brings in 20% of your revenue and you spend most of your time on those other people. Right. You spend 80% of your time on 20% of your revenue. Sources. Exactly. And, you know, you've got to uh, reduce those, change those margins so that you can be you know, spending more time on the, the, the cases that make money. Right, right. Um, those were the three but uh, topics we were going to cover of why, but that made me really think about um, another good reason why you create an aerial view is staff 
management. You know, um, if you're just a solo practitioner, you might not have to worry about that. But if you have any staff, one or more, your staff needs to know where you're at. Right. You know, and if you know where you're at, you communicate that and, you know, and we'll go into the how here, but it's really good when you're trying to figure out how to delegate or expand. You, You need to know where you're at so you can communicate to your staff where you're at and then they can have a good overview of where you're at and where you're going right. um that's really essential in 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 practice management is being able to tell your staff where you're at and where you're going right and your staff needs to know the area of you too so you know doing that um in that process your staff gets a fuller picture of where you are and where you're coming from and why this needs to be done. I think a lot of times we gloss over, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, but you really have to identify your why and you have to talk about that with your staff so that your staff knows where you're coming from and where you're going and they buy in completely. Well, and that's so right. And and, uh, this is really hard to put into practice, but you don't want to lose your client. Right. Meaning lose not necessarily lose their business but lose them in the process. If if all of your staff members can go to your aerial view when they call and they're like, well, I need the status of my case, they're not like, well, I don't handle that. They're like, right. oh, you know, we saw your case come up. You can pull it up and go, this is kind of where we're at. And anybody in your staff can give them an update or here's here's where I know we last talked about your case. Let me put you in contact with a person who knows more. But, you know, properly handling those clients when they have questions is great to know that all your staff is kind of up to date. They might not know the, the, the minute details, but right. they can really uh, help with client communication if they know where you're at. Right, right. Now, so let's transition from why should you create an aerial view of your caseloads, but how do you create an aerial view of your caseload? And I think this is uh, really where the rubber meets the road uh, when it comes to uh, practice management, getting things done um, in simple productivity. Uh, So the first thing that I would say on how to uh, do an aerial view of your caseload is I would say you have to mark off an entire day, preferably a Friday, because you, you know that you don't have court or depositions or client meetings or anything the next two days. So you mark off an entire day. It may not take an entire day. You may not have a caseload that warrants an entire day. Uh, for me, the, the last time I did this was about a week and a half ago, and I marked off an entire day because I have a pretty busy caseload, and I hadn't done this for a while. It's something that um, I, I really hadn't, do, hadn't done, and I started to feel a little self-conscious about what am I potentially missing because I haven't sat down to look at everything. That's right, and when we say mark off an entire day, Put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. Everyone will see it, and then you can start planning around it. Absolutely. You know, don't just think, "Oh, next Friday we're going to do it," because you're not. You need to put it on the calendar and make sure that you plan around it. So put it on your calendar and pick a day to do it. Right. Ne- the next thing you need to make sure to do is do not accept any phone calls or allow any other distractions. Don't open your email inbox. Don't open Facebook. Don't open Twitter. Don't open anything. Just block out all of the potential distractions and ignore them completely while you're doing this. Because this is a a thing that requires focus. It requires your utmost attention because you know where, where lawyers get in trouble is where they miss deadlines. They uh, fail to communicate with their clients. They uh, fail to do the next right thing in in any particular case. Uh, Diligence, competence, and communication. Those are the three uh, top problems for attorneys. But you have got to uh, assign enough focus 
to this task so that you can make sure that you're not putting yourself in a um, precarious situation with any one of your cases. Right, and ultimately, what we're talking about here is it being being an efficient law firm. By, by setting aside a half day, depending on your cases, or an entire day, that is really the most efficient use of your time to do this. Don't think you can just you know kind of lightly touch on it. Just, just do it, and in the end, you'll feel like you've accomplished something. Absolutely. So put it on your calendar and avoid distractions. The next point is, uh, this is the third point on how to create an aerial view of your caseload. Don't do it alone. In my experience, when you when you sit down all by yourself and you're going through a bunch of stuff, you it's easy to be lax. But if you have a secretary or a paralegal or a spouse, whoever it might be, if you're a solo practitioner and it's just you and a spouse or something like that, don't do it alone. Go through each case and uh, have a little bit of accountability there right smack dab in front of you. That person can help you to avoid any distractions with the phone or with uh, social media or with your email. Just block all that out and, and rely on another human being to help you through this process. Well, and, and two things with that, you know, you might have a lot of staff, but you know, the first time doing this might take you longer and then, you know, retouch on this. We'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, uh, get all of your staff involved so that they know what is going on in each case. Exactly. The fourth point is that you need to touch every single case and write down the next action for each one. And that, I think, is where it really gets difficult. Because if you have, like I I told you earlier, I have got 73 open files at this very moment. So when I sat down and I touched every single case, I wrote down a next action for every single case. That gets overwhelming when you have 73 next actions that you need to do. Well, and then of course, um, it's we're recommending that you touch each case and then write it down as a next action. Stick it on a task list. You know, if you have my case, you stick it on a task list. Um, what's hard is when you open the file, because I just did this, I, I have to be gone for the next couple of days. So I was clearing out my inbox and, and writing tasks. And you'll see that, oh, I should have signed that order and sent it off. To, like, you want to do it right, right then. Right. So the object isn't don't do it right then because you can really get distracted. Um put it on your task list, and then you got a, a good plan of action for the ne- next day. And that was really hard for me to open the file and go, oh, I really need to be doing this now. Right, um, right. Usually it can and wait till Monday. And, and that's hard. So what I'll, what I'll say is, as a caveat, uh, if you're going through these things and there is something that needs to be done that can be completed in two minutes or less, and this is a David Allen principle, the two-minute two rule, if it can be completed in two minutes or less, just do it because it's going to take you longer to write it down on a list and then pull that list back up and go back into that case. Then it will complete you, take you to complete the task itself. So if it's really just signing an order and giving it to your assistant to send off to the court, uh, just do it. Um, but you know, generally speaking, I think you're right. If you, if you come across a file and, and then say, you know, I've got discovery to respond to. You can't sit down and respond to the discovery during your aerial view because it's going to take you the next two, three hours to get that done. And that's not what that time is marked off for. That time is marked off for completing your aerial view. So uh, with the caveat um, of the two minute rule, don't sit down and do every single thing that you, you see because you're going to be tempted to do that. Just don't. 
Right. And, you know, we suggest you put an, a next action. There might be a next and a next and a next action. You know, several tasks might require, you know, sub points. But, that, you know, that is so great for managing your firms, you know, and, and, and being productive. So, and, and we use my case for that. So right. when you create a task, in my case, you can say, um, and, when I, and I call tasks, I, I compare them to projects in, in the David Allen getting things done uh, scheme of things. So when I create a task, it's, um, for example, respond to interrogatories or, or something to that effect. Um, I'll create a whole list of tasks that need to be done. I actually have a workflow for this, so I don't, I don't physically go in and create um, a, the task every single time. But in that workflow, I have that task, and then I have probably 10 subtasks uh, within that one project uh, that need to be done. So, But I delegate that to my assistant and myself, and we work on that simultaneously. Some things I do, some things she does, and you can check off every time something's done so you can see what is left undone. Well, and this makes me think very, very practically on, and th- we're covering the topic of how to do it. So um, if you don't have a case management system, or if you're not proficient in Excel, get your legal notepad out there and put the client's name at the top and write, you know, you know their their name and what the next action is. And of course, it is going to be better to get it off that legal notepad, at least, and put it in a Word document. And you can, you know, organize that alphabetically or whatever, but and then share that document with your staff. But you got to put it down, you know, right. and and then you'll know all of your cases. And but you have to write it down. So you know, take out that notepad and start making a list, and then you know, assign a task to put it in an Excel document or a Word document, and um, then then share it among the staff. But it's got to be written down, and it doesn't have to be my case. Doesn't have have to have a workflow. That's probably the most efficient. But write it down. Don't think that you can't do this because you don't have um, uh, software to help you. Just start writing it down, and just that process can lead into the next process, and you can start building. But uh, and I guarantee you, when you go home on Friday afternoon, your mind will be clear. Well, that's right. It'll be the best weekend of your life. You know, um, it was not until recently, you know, I, I use tasks on my case uh, pretty frequently, but I still liked to, in the morning, sit down with my uh, things to-do list, and that's taking different variations, and I'll write down a client, and then, you know, what I see is every week I really write the same person down, you know, because I'll start on Monday, and it it's double work. You know, if you write it once in my case, you don't have to come back and oh, rethink about it on Monday because right. it's already there. And the um, task follows you until it's complete. Well, exactly. Instead of, you know, every, so I, I was just, as I was clearing it out, because I just recently decided to put everything on, on my case, um, is I've got eight sheets that last eight weeks. And, you know, one case, it was a holdover and every week it'd show up and I didn't check it off. But I, that, you know, that took the time to rethink about it, rewrite it down and re-put it on my task list where right. it could have been in one place on my case. And the last um, thing that you need to do on when we talk about how to do an aerial view of your caseload is to repeat this process at least once a month. Now, David Allen would tell you to review all of your projects once a week a weekly review. Uh, and if you have, if you go through this entire process that, that we just laid out, it's probably going to take you more time than you have every single week. So I'm recommending that you do it at least every month, uh, perhaps every other week. Uh, that way you've got a working document, a working uh, overview of your entire caseload, and you never feel like you are out of control. And that's really what what you want. And you can't grow until you are in control. 
You can't expand until you have a good grasp of what's going on. So once a month, put it on the calendar and review, you know, do your aerial view and start building your practice. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for us today, folks. Uh, if you like what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. Or if you want email updates for our show notes and our blog posts, go to www.ondemandlawoffice.com forward slash podcast and sign up on the right-hand side of the page for updates. We want you to participate in the conversation, so you can either comment on the show notes, which you can find at www.ondemandlawoffice.com forward slash podcast zero twenty. Or you can email us at ask at ondemandlawoffice.com. That's A-S-K at ondemandlawoffice.com. Mike, any parting words? Until next week, remember to seize the moment, take action, and shape your future.